Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast, and I'm just checking in on you. I'm just checking in on you. I already recorded this podcast, but the microphone was hooked up to my headphones, and I have to do it again. And the old me, oh, the old me would get fucking pissed off. And guess what? The new me still gets pissed off. Oh, my God, I cursed out dead Steve Jobs. Because I know what the fuck they're doing. Oh, I, I know what they're doing. They're fucking with me right now because they want me to buy the new goddamn phone. Can you believe these fucking politicians? They just allow a company to literally sabotage their own fucking product. You know what I mean? It'd be like if somebody made a fucking car, you know, and it was designed to fucking die at 60,000 miles and the speedometer only went up to 80 miles. Oh, wait, we did that. We did that in the 80s. It's not a new thing. Um, anyway, congratulations to the Minnesota Twins. This is the funniest expression I've ever heard in my life in sports. With a two-game sweep. What in the fuck is a two-game sweep? Best two out of three. Oh, they swept them. You don't get swept in a three-game series, okay? That's not a sweep. They got to call it something else. A bump. You got bumped. You know what I mean? That's not a sweep. A sweep has to be at least three games in a fucking row. Anybody can lose two in a row, right? And the goddamn twins win, fucking win the series, sweep them two games to none. They take a team fucking photo and they're drinking champagne. You know, for the love of a juicy Lucy there, why don't you guys act like you've fucking been there before? There's still like 17 more fucking rounds before you even get to the ALCS. What are you doing? I don't know, Bill. We were sort of enjoying ourselves. Um, anyway, I am in Niagara Falls. Niagara. Niagara Falls. I crossed the Canadian border yesterday. I'll tell you what was amazing. You know, we go through the border and it was just like, you guys don't got any fucking weed or anything. I'm like, no, no, we don't. Sorry, just fucking did one of those talking burps there. It's like, yeah, no, we don't. And uh, we were sitting there, you know, in the fucking office and shit. And they're on the bus going through my stuff. And I look over at Kenny and I'm like, oh, fuck. He's like, what? I go, I got half a joint in my bag. I forgot. Somebody gave it to me on the fucking road. And (laughs) he just shakes his head. I'm just like, yeah, you know, what are we going to do? There's either going to be a show or there isn't. And they came back. They didn't see it. They're cool. They're Canadian. It's half a joint. So, um. It was sort of a funny little moment. Then I was just thinking the whole fuck. Well, fuck, if I was in Singapore, that would have been a life goddamn sentence. This is why I don't like weed. You know what I mean? I like how it makes you feel, but you forget that you have it, right? And you always end up in these goddamn situations. Um, but anyway, I also wanted to talk about the fucking Baltimore Orioles. My playoff team, your Baltimore Orioles. I'm so excited. They won over 100 games this year. They won the... Um, the AL East, which is not an easy division to win. The amount of money the fucking Yankees and Red Sox spend every year. How great an organization the, uh, the Devil Rays are. I'll always call them the Devil Rays. The nerve of people in Florida to act like they're not into the devil with the lives that they lead. Maybe it's just too redundant, you know? You had the devil down there. You fucking had L. Ron Hubbard. The devil's been there a bunch of times. Um, anyway, uh, the latest devil, I should say. I don't know who started the Catholic religion. 
There's so many crazy theories, you know? It usually comes back to like homosexuality, that they were all gay and they were trying to hide it and stuff like that. It's a really dark, dark fucking, you know? If you do it about anything, you know, even if you like Cheez-Its, you really don't want to go back in history and see all the blood money behind those tasty little snacks, do you? You know, it's just better to just keep plowing forward and just be like, hey, you know, a lot of fucked up shit happened, but I didn't do it. I wasn't there. All right. I'll go to church. I'll eat some Cheez-Its afterwards. You know. I'll go solicit some prostitution, you know, to keep that business going. Money in's money out, right? Keeps the circle going. I don't even know what I'm talking about. The fucking Baltimore Orioles. I don't think that they've won the AL East. Last time I remember them winning it was 83. Um, they must have won it some other time then. I just know the World Series champions. 84 was the Tigers. 85 was the Royals. 86 was the Mets. 87 was the Twins. 88 was the Dodgers. 89 was the A's. 90 was the Reds. I don't, but I don't know who fucking won those divisions back then. It certainly wasn't the Red Sox. Um, although maybe I want to say we won in '86 or an '80. We won in '86, obviously, because we lost to the Mets. Now here I go, fucking beautiful mind, fucking baseball version. '89. I want to say we lost to the A's. I don't fucking know, Nick Asaski. Um. Anyway, I'm very excited for the Baltimore Orioles. They were a powerhouse when I was growing up. Great pitching, Frank Tanana, Jim Palmer. Then they had out in the field, they had Eddie Murray. Oh, my God, Eddie Murray, 500 legit, over 500 legit home runs when you went up there like a fucking man. No HGH, no steroids, no elbow pad, shin pad, fucking chin, walking up there looking like half a football player. Like a Dick Tracy character. Is he playing baseball? Is he playing football? He walked up there with whatever he had for breakfast and fucking knocked it out of the goddamn park and trotted around the bases like a goddamn man, not fucking punching himself in the chest, screaming, let's go, and all that stupid fucking musical theater shit all these fucking athletes do nowadays. It drives me up the fucking wall, especially in baseball. It's such a slow-moving game. It's like watching somebody fucking like talking shit on 10 while sitting there smoking a cigar. Everyone else is around standing around. (laughs) Like, you know, when you watch baseball, it's a guy hits a ball and it's usually just one person moving. If it's in the infield, one person moves and then the first baseman steps on a bag. There's really not a lot going on. Shortstop and second baseman just watching the play go over. You know, I know there's little things cut off men and covering bases, but like. I really don't understand it. All this let's go shit. Um, Oh, yeah, I'm going to be Billy Old Man. Billy Old Man. Right now, as I look at Niagara Falls, I'm on the Canadian side, you know, where they got this fucking, this hilarious, like, sky dome looking thing called the Skylon. And it looks like the fucking Russians built it in Yugoslavia. It's got that brutalism vibe, which I didn't even know what that shit was called. To be honest with you, I didn't really even see it. There wasn't a lot of pictures from behind the Iron Curtain there. I mean, we knew about the Steel Curtain, am I right? We didn't know about the Iron Curtain, what was behind it. And they just had like these, uh... I mean, it looks like it's out of a fucking movie. Like, how the fuck did communism think that they were going to work? 
treating people like that. I mean, it's okay to be a, be a government and fuck your own people in the ass. Just look what happens in capitalism. But you got to make it look pretty. You need a mascot. You need some pretty colors. You don't make every building look like you fucking, you know, put some windows on a parking garage, whatever the hell they were doing. I mean, it was so fuck you, the style, brutalism. I mean, that's one of the fucking baddest names ever for, you know, this is like a mid-century, you know, this is brutalism. If you can fucking live here, you can fucking live anywhere. Um, anyway, so I, I got a view of the falls, both of them. I was, I'm going to, I'm going to take a video. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to post it on my, uh, my Instagram stories there. And this is what kills me. Like this is, this is like one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. And as great as it is, all that footage people were taking from the sphere in Las Vegas. Like, that was one of the most unbelievable fucking things I've ever seen in my life. And it's not even real, but it is real. But what they're they're projecting isn't really there, but it's there, but it's not what you're seeing. But you're seeing it, you know what I mean? I mean, the shit was so fucking unbelievable. They turned U2, one of the biggest bands of the last 40 years, they were like some wedding band playing over in the corner that no one's listening to. You know any Ed Sheeran? You know, that's like... <laughs> Is he the son of the guy from Simply Red? I think the math works on that. They got to be cousins or something. Both incredible singers. You know, beautiful voices. I can't believe I, I, I was just such a fucking asshole growing up when I was listening to metal. When I heard, like, Simply Red, when I heard him sing that song, Lady in Red. I know that's not him. Whatever he was singing. Whatever the fucking song he was singing. I'll keep holding on, right? I was like, this song is slow and makes me feel feelings I'm not comfortable with. This guy's gay. I'm not listening to this. It was so stupid. Now I listen back to him. like, This guy's one of the best fucking voices I've ever heard. Oh, Billy Homophobe when he was young. Um, is what it really was, was like, if I play this song in my car, I'm going to get the shit kicked out of me when I get out of it. <laughs> yeah, be careful. Massachusetts was an angry place. As opposed to what, Bill? Is it nice now? I don't know. So anyway, I'm fucking watching this fucking video that these kid, these goddamn kids with their fucking phones. And it's like the, the level of overstimulation I think if you went to that concert, if you saw Niagara Falls, you'd be like, eh, you know, how come there's not other shit being projected in the sky while I look at Niagara Falls? How come I can't watch, like, how come I can't travel through the fucking universe? I mean, like, once you see a concert there, you're fucked. Like the, I, I, the footage of some of the stuff that they were projecting and it just goes completely all the way over you. Like, do you realize the level of drugs we had to do to see half of that shit at the Worcester Centrum back in the day? That's what killed me about the footage. The footage had nothing to do with U2. That could have been a U2 cover band. I wonder what, I would love to hear what they're thinking. I mean, they're such a business at this point. They'd probably be like, you know, it's fantastic. It's just adding another layer to the fucking, we're peeling another layer off the onion. You know, backstage, they got to be going like, you know, 
whatever they fucking say over there. Oi. <laughs> right, that's the end of us. <laughs> Who gives a fuck now? Nobody cares. I don't want to, I'm just going to see you like one of the great bands of the last 40 years. I'm just going to see you. That's all there is. I don't get to fucking sit there on mushrooms and have an eagle fly off of the ceiling, sit down next to me, put its feathered wing around me and start talking to me about why America's great before I take it by its non-existent hand and I start flying over the band. I'd love, if I live long enough, I can't wait to hear this generation talking down to the next generation. Like this isn't a concert, man. Back when I, you know, when I went to a concert, you know, it was just you, the band, and the entire history of the world experienced in first-person vision flying over your head. We didn't have an AI robot blowing us while it was fucking <laughs> growing mushrooms in a compartment on its back that you could continue taking. You kids are spoiled today. Um, yeah, I feel like that. They're building another sphere because now everybody has to try and compete with that. And I feel like... Well, maybe not. Maybe it'll be like IMAX. People still go to movies, sort of. Um, I don't know. I never thought I would see something that would, could possibly make people think that Red Rocks was only okay. I like to think that people will still think those places are off. That's the place you got to go. Dude, fuck the sphere. All right? That's going to be there forever. And it's going to get old really quick. Really quick cooking out there in the desert, you know? It's kind of like that big stupid TV that they have in, at, at the Dallas Cowboy Stadium. Like, when are they just going to admit that that was the dumbest idea? It was just the stupidest fucking idea. It was, really was Dallas, you know? This biggest fucking TV there's ever been. I'll tell you what, my wife's got the biggest titties, too. She didn't have them at the beginning of the relationship, you know what I mean? I'm taking care of her. I got her them nice titties, too, that hang real nice. You know what I mean? You know what it is? It's her own body fat. I had it sucked out of her belly. You know, she went to too many pig pickings. And I said, take it out of there and stick it in there, right? And is there any way you could, you know, make her mouth only open if it's going around my dick? Because I'm really sick of her opinions. That's why I've been married three times. Um... I used to tease them at the Dallas Improv saying like, you realize that, okay, that TV's cool now, but in seven years, you're going to have the biggest old fucking TV that no one gives a shit about. <laughs> they must have done something where they can keep updating it. But um, I guess I understand why. I actually don't understand why they did it because it's the most distracting thing I've ever seen. And if you sit in the upper deck, you're not even going to watch the, you're just going to sit there watching the fucking TV. So then it becomes, why did I go to this? And that's also like when I look at the sphere, it's like I can just put on YouTube uh, on my phone, play it through a speaker, and I can take a nice handful of mushrooms and have the same fucking experience. Because I really feel like when you, I don't know, maybe I got to go to a show there, but it was, it was like YouTube wasn't even there. They were like an afterthought, you know? How can you listen to Bono talking about how he knows how to save the world? You know, if you're too busy flying over the fucking Andorondacks, you know, from there to Abu Dhabi <laughs> while you're on mushrooms. Was Bono up there like, Roy, hey, 
Just checking in with the band. <laughs> Don't know if you ever heard of us. Um, you know what sucks is uh, I have no desire to go to that thing, and I, but I know I'm going to end up there because I love my wife, and she's totally into stuff like that. Like, oh, it's going to be fuck. It was fucking amazing. It was so cool. And then I'm going to shit on it, and then she's just going to look at me and be like, what's wrong with you? Like, why, why can't you just enjoy things? It's like, I do enjoy things. I just don't enjoy things like this. You know? And then the logic of that is not going to hook up with their female brain. And then the emotion of what she's t- talking about is not going to hook up with my fucking logical brain. Then it'll be awkward. And then I'll say, I'm sorry. And she'll say, okay. And then we'll go over to Roy Choice. Like, that's what's going to fucking happen. But did you notice in that story, at no point did I ever even bring up what band we're going to go see? Because I don't think it matters. Probably see some early 90s hip-hop R&B artist. You know, that's Nia's wheelhouse. That's her hair metal. Stiff Sister with Voices, Al DeBarge. (laughs) Um, In Vogue, Boys to Men, Usher. Jodeci? I don't know. I can't, I, I know all that music. I can't name any of those songs, but I've been with... My lovely wife, who I miss terribly out here for almost 20 years. So I've heard all of that music. Um, All right, let's do a little bit of the advertising. I have to go a little short this week. I apologize because I already recorded this podcast, but I had my stupid fucking Bose headphones on and it was going through that. It wasn't Steve Jobs there, I admit it. All right, but it's convenient. He's an inconvenient truth that I can blame him. And he's dead, so he can't defend himself. I mean, that's kind of perfect. All right, so here's, here's the live reads here. Um, all right, Simply Safe, everybody. Well, it's official. I can't have kids. Sorry, Debbie Downer. Well, it's official. Fall is here. If you're like me, you're settling back into bit busier routines with the kids at school and spare time filled with soccer practices and seasonal activities. Your home may be sitting empty and vulnerable. That's why I recommend Simply Safe Home Security and their revolutionary home monitoring innovations. 24-7 lifeguard protection. It's designed to help stop crime in real time. Now, if an intruder breaks into your home, Simply Safe professionals monitoring agents can actually see, speak to, and deter them through Simply Safe's new smart alarm wireless indoor camera. Here's my only question about that. If they can see the intruder, can't they also watch you banging your wife? Like, how does that work? How do they turn it on and turn it off? Does the camera only turn on if the fucking alarm? That has to be that. Did the cable guy figure out a back door around it so he can watch you give your way? Oh, Jesus. 24-7 live guard protection is made possible by the new Smart Alarm wireless indoor camera available with fast protection monitoring um, plan. The new Smart Alarm indoor camera is the only indoor security camera that can trigger the alarm and instantly deter intruders with a built-in siren. It has, it, it has physical privacy shutter to provide protection when you need it. Oh, there it is. And privacy when you want it. There it is right there. Okay. 24-7 live guard protection and the new smart alarm. But can't somebody go around that? Don't these nerds always build something? I don't know. I'd still throw a face cloth over the camera before I got busy, right? Oh, look at me. Hip-hop adjacent. Before I got jiggy, wait, it... 
24-7 live guard protection and the new smart alarm indoor camera works seamlessly as part of the Simply Safe system to keep your whole home safe from break-ins, fires, floods, and more. Install your way, do it yourself in about 30 minutes to have a Simply Safe expert set it up for you. Either way, it's easy to protect your home. For a limited time, get 20% off your new system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Visit simplysafe.com slash burr. That's simplysafe.com slash burr. S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E. There's no safe. Like Simply Safe. Oh, look who it is, everybody. Would you look who it is? It's old Zip. Recruiter. Uh, right now, I'd like to give a shout out to all those people whose job it is to hire from the small businesses owners growing their team to the fucking CEO cunts that are ruining this country, right? All you corporate bastards. Uh, Sorry, to the HR directors hiring hundreds across the nations, you have one of the toughest jobs there is. But what if I were to tell you there's something that can make your whole hiring process faster and easier? It's zip, yes, you got it. Uh, recruiter, right? And right now you can try it for free at ziprecruiter.com slash burr. ZipRecruiter is trusted by millions, so you don't have to worry. Zip Recruiter has helped make hiring faster and easier for businesses of all sizes. In fact, over 3.8 million businesses have come to ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs. Hiring heroes? Hiring heroes? Like the super friends? Let's zip help make your job easier. Four to five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first first day. See for yourself. Go to this exclusive web address to try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. That again, ZipRecruiter.com slash Burr. Spell out Burr, B-U-R-R. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Oh my God, that's my favorite thing. I mean, I'm just like, like a perfect golf swing, the way I let that thing go. By the way, did anybody see Dave Portnoy's um, One Bite, Everybody Knows the Rule Pizza Festival? How the fuck did I not know that that was happening? Because if you watch that thing, basically, he's gone around to all of these places. So you try to make a list of the ones that had the top, you know, the top ratings by him. Right? And he... he, he Grades very hard. So if he gets anything in the nines, you know it's, it's absolutely delicious. But the problem is, is it's all spread out, of, spread out all over hell. So what does Barstool Sports do? They have a giant pizza event. And they're going to start doing it every year. And I'm telling you right now, there's no fucking way that I'm going to miss that thing next year. I am going to be there because there's that one place, the, uh, the brick oven place out in New Jersey, that got the highest rating I hate that he didn't give it a 10, but I also love that he didn't give it a 10 because that, it, 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 like, if he gives it a 10, then, then you just stop. You found, you're at the mountain peak. You want to keep going up. You want to keep fucking going up. Did anybody see that video of that fucking lady trying to climb Mount Everest and she was fucking screaming? She's like, oh my God, screaming because hikers... Climbers, mountain climbers above her <laughs> had like passed out from the altitude and they were just dead. They were dead. They were sliding down like their snowsuits became like sleds. And these just these dead bodies are sliding down the mountain. She's going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
Oh my God. And I don't know why. People just put deliberately putting themselves into perilous situations. It just makes me laugh. I'm like, what the fuck did you think was going to happen? What did you think was going to fucking happen? How many dead bodies have you passed on the way up there? I know, but I didn't think I would see it happen. Swim with sharks. See what the fuck happens. Have you guys seen that video of that fucking guy swimming in the ocean? That Somebody's like in a helicopter. And this fucking shark swims in around the guy and starts speeding up. And at the last second, it swims away. I mean, people who swim in the fucking ocean are just out of their fucking... And the amount of times that's probably happened. And you don't even know it. Oh, my God. I mean, who wants to drown? Nobody. Who wants to be eaten alive? Nobody. Who wants to combine those two horrific fucking deaths? Evidently, this fucking jerk-off and his goddamn Speedo. Ugh. What do you, I mean, and you always, you're right near that. You can see the shore. You can see where this thing doesn't live and doesn't survive. I swear to God, you swim in the fucking ocean. It's literally like walking into a jungle and then sticking your head into the fucking sand and hoping something doesn't walk by and take a fucking bite out of you. You're out of your mind. I am a pool guy. I don't even fuck with lakes. I've been sitting here looking at Niagara Falls here, man. And I'm waiting for somebody to fall out of a fucking boat. Look at that. And they got a nice, uh, everybody has on life jackets. See, that's my shit right there. If you ever wondered what my shit was, that's my shit right there. Um, all right, that's the podcast, everybody. I got to, uh, I got to, I got to upload some video of this. Um, I also got to do a show tonight. I also got to get my shit together. There's a lot of shit I got to do here, but you know, I've been working out. I've been working out. I feel good. I feel good. You know, you come home, you know, you look a little skinnier. Look a little more jacked. Your wife sees it, right? She starts thinking, what have you been up to? I said, maybe I'll I'll fucking show you, right? Talk a little shit. Have a good time. And then you go back out the next weekend. And then you fuck up, right? I got to take video of these stupid... They literally... This this fucking Skylon thing. What they're bringing people up on outside the place. The elevator. It looks like one of those dietary pills. The original ones, like the 1970s, you know, when women used to wear pantyhose. And they were sort of like addicted to like fucking diet pills. You know? Guys were all like fucking alcoholics. Smoking cigars and riding a fucking horse because you thought it made you a man. I gotta take a picture of this shit. All right, I'm uploading this fucker. Uh, You guys have a great weekend, you cons. And I will see all of you on Monday. I won't see you, but I I will be doing a podcast. All right, that's it. Bet responsibly on the NFL. Don't be a fucking moron. Have fun with it. Don't let these assholes take all your money. All right. Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, October 5th. 2015, uh, you have to deal with this. This is the level of talking that I'm going to be able to do because I have a couple of guests here in my house and it's uh, 8 a.m. And I'm trying to be courteous, unlike the cunt that called me at 6.58 in the morning. I thought it was some fucking radio guy, you know, for some gig I had back east. I had no idea. It was like, hey, how you doing? It's like, uh, what? And he was like, 
I guess my wife scheduled some fucking shit here at the house on Sunday, uh, Saturday. She wasn't even aware of it. I don't know, something about the fucking alarm. He goes, is there any way I can reschedule it? <laughs> it's like, well, uh, I don't know about this one. I got to wait till my wife wakes up. And he goes, oh, okay. Sounds like I woke you up too. It's like, yeah, it's 6.58 in the morning, you cunt. With your fucking morning DJ voice. Hey, it's Eddie and the Bulldog. We got Bill Burr coming up here in a minute. Uh, he's going to be doing two shows here in Maryland. Um, <coughs> Sorry, that was a bad morning DJ voice. But you know something? I'm, I'm trying to be courteous to the other people in the fucking house here. All right, whatever. Let's plow through the podcast here. Uh, I got to say something. I got to get something right off, right off my old freckled fucking chest here uh, to start this thing. All right? The W Hotel, I am fucking done with that place. I had a great weekend, right? I did a couple of benefits out in uh, D.C. And um, one that Tignataro set up for the uh, Planned Parenthood. And it was such a fucking cool crowd. My whole set, I just kept telling them that they didn't like babies. my favorite things to do when you do a benefit is you go out there and then you act like you don't understand the point of view of the people that are doing the benefit unless it's something fucking horrific you know what i mean like if it's you know kids with cancer or something like that then i behave myself but if it's like planned parenthood or uh you know the right to life if it was the right to life people i would tease them that they haven't looked at a census and how many people are on the planet um Hey, let's keep having more babies. I would just do something like that. Something, anything to just kind of kill the fucking tension of the one subject that you're not supposed to talk about. So um, it was just an awesome crowd. And I kept going back to that. And they had a great sense of humor about themselves. They kept laughing when I was saying it. Um, You know, the rest of my act, it was a little touchy. DC is really fucking touchy, by the way. If you've, if what I found, if you perform at the DC Improv, though, it's a great crowd. You get a couple of uptight people there or whatever. But like, if once you uh, get out of the clubs and it becomes a bigger event, like that benefit that was at like a theater, it's just this really weird sort of um, pay attention to what you laugh at kind of thing. Like it's, it feels like a political fundraiser for whatever fucking reason. But uh, Friday night they were cool. And then on Saturday, um, did the addiction benefit that uh, Marianne Giraldo, Greg Giraldo's wife, put together. And uh, Jesus Christ, what a fucking show that was. Everybody murdering. Tom Papa putting on a clinic. Nick DiPaolo. Uh, Judy Gold. Tig was on that one, too. Gary Owen. I mean, it was just a fucking, just a monster show. I know I'm going to forget a few people, but... Uh, Everybody was re- what was really cool was just a bunch of different styles and everybody with their own style absolutely fucking destroyed. And, uh, dude, I got to tell you something. Nick DiPaolo, man, he's probably the most underrated comedian out there, man. If, if that guy's playing in your area, you got to go see him. He's fucking, if you want to see just like completely uncensored, somebody just saying exactly what they're thinking, uh, that's the guy to go see. And, uh, he does not take an ounce of shit. From anyone in the crowd. Not like you should be giving him shit, but I'm just saying if, um, he addresses groaners, put it that way, is the best way to put it. But um, so it was great working with all those guys and um, just had a just had a great fucking night. So anyways, 
so after the show Saturday night, um, you know, me, Tom, Papa, and, uh, you know, Al Madrigal, we all go out to, uh, we all go out to, uh, to dinner or something like that, right? Have a couple of drinks. And then we head back to the fucking W hotel or me and Tom did anyways, cause that's where we, where we were staying dude. And it was just an absolute fucking shit show. That hotel I'm not saying is a bad hotel, but that hotel is for young people. That's not for a 47 year old fucking freckled douchebag like me. I, I just couldn't get over the level of shit faced. This is coming from a drunk. How fucking hammered these people were. First of all, I walked by the W Hotel at like, uh, who the fuck was I with? I was with somebody. I don't know, the whole weekend kind of blended together. But I swear to God, it was the afternoon. And these fucking, these three, like, hot chicks come walking out with, with tattoos on their titties. Like, script writing. They were whores. Whores. Just walking right out. I'm not saying professional. But, you know, if that's your daughter, you're just, you're just talking to a wall for the rest of your life, being like, I completely fucked up. Script writing on your titties. That, I mean, I'm telling you right now, if you are a man and, and a woman walks up to you with script writing on her fucking titties, I'm telling you, you run in the other direction. All right? Nothing good is going to come from that interaction. Okay? And if there's any ladies listening out there, I challenge you to find a wholesome woman who's going to be a good mother with script writing on her titties. All right? I'm sure you can find one, just like I can find a white guy that can dunk a basketball. There's always fucking exceptions. All right? But I'm just saying, generally speaking, not even generally, 90% fucking speaking, my favorite percentage, 90%. You just you just run in the other fucking direction. So anyway, so we come back from the, uh, from the fucking dinner, and dude, like, this woman was so, okay, outside, this woman was so fucking drunk. Like the kind of drunk you get when you're in your 20s. You don't know how to stop, right? Leather pants, right? Dressed like, you know, she's going to be in a Rihanna video. She's so drunk, the guy she's with is trying to hold her up. And she's got her head buried into him like she's in like a rugby scrum. Just sort of trying to walk into him. He's going, sweetheart, sweetheart, sweetheart. And we kind of was like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck? As all these, you know, fucking tattooed titty hoes are walking out of the W. What's so funny is when you check into the place during daylight hours, like it seems like a nice hotel. But they always had like the fucking club or duck club, D-A apostrophe, whatever the young kids say. And somebody's up there spinning, right? When the fucking... It, it turns into an absolute fucking shit show and nobody can hold their alcohol or, or fucking did too many drugs. I don't know what it is. So anyways, this fucking, this lady is like buried her head into this guy and is like, she's trying to like, uh, get a first down and we looked away and then all of a sudden you heard, boom, the unmistakable sound of a head hitting something solid and she had fallen down on her backside and, and her momentum carried her into the cab, the side of the cab that she was, they were trying to stick her into and she fucking banged her head. Um, and then she got up, um, and was laughing. And I, I, I want to say it was because she was a dumb cunt. All right. Now, somebody could say, well, why don't you look at it? Like, you know, she's got a sense of humor about herself, like the right to life people. You know what? She was too pretty to have a sense of humor about herself. 
You know, and that's probably my, you know, issues with those types of fucking women, uh, which, of course, most of it is. But, yeah, I would just say, no, she just was like, oh, this is funny because there's no consequences to anything I did because as drunk as I am, I probably only paid for one fucking drink this night. You know what I mean? Oh, there's a stupid laptop. Let me know I got a fucking message. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think she just was enjoying the attention. And then her boyfriend finally snapped and was like, Will you shut the fuck up and get in the fucking cab. And she was still laughing. You know what I mean? And I bet when it happens again, she'll laugh again because no one will ever slap the shit out of her because she's a woman and it's against the rules. You know what I mean? <laughs> so anyways, so then me and fucking um, Tom walk into the, uh, not saying that you should slap the shit out of a woman, but you know, there is something to be gained every once in a while when you're truly in the wrong and somebody just slaps you in the fucking face and, uh, you know, all you have to deal with is this stinging pain for like about eight seconds. There is kind of a, uh, ah, let me, uh, why don't I think about, uh, some of my behavior over the last couple of minutes. Um, another great advantage to being a guy. Also, you can have a beard, so you can kind of cushion the, the sting of the slap. Is he advocating domestic violence? Um, so then we go into the uh, the W Hotel. Um, by the way, what I just said there is most bloggers' fucking thought process before they sit down to type. Um, anyways, so we go into the fucking W Hotel, and we're standing there just like weaving our way through unbelievably fucking shit-faced people. Um, there doesn't seem to be any sort of concern as to how these people are getting home, if they're driving. It is a city, so I guess everybody was sort of cabinet or Ubering it. I don't know what the fuck they were doing. So we're weaving our way through these people. We get to the fucking... You get to the, the, the elevators, and they got three elevators. One of them goes up to the top where the bar is. It's basically the shit show elevator. And then the other two is for fucking old people who just want to go to their room and go to bed. And, of course, the shit-faced people keep getting on the wrong elevators and all that type of stuff, right? So as we're standing there, all of a sudden, this sea of fucking guys walk in wearing tuxedos, and for some reason they have these little stuffed animal ponies with them. Um, and they just all come filing in to go to bed, and I'm looking at Tom going, oh, fuck, these guys. and they're fucking drunk as hell. And the guy shows up next to me, goes, you want my pony? This fucking guy, right? These guys were like over the top gay. And they had like these Hitler youth haircuts. It was really fucking bizarre. And they had tuxedos and these stuffed animal ponies or some shit. Um, I don't know what was going on. I have no idea what the fuck was going on. So we skip an elevator um, and then wait for the next one to come. And by the time the next one shows up, there's another fucking herd of uh, Hitler Youth gay guys with ponies trying to get in this as you have scripted titty drunk girls trying to figure out how to get up to the fucking top of the place so they can get even more shit-faced. Um, so anyways, you get up, finally get on the fucking elevator. And, um, you know, I... Ah, fuck, hang on. I got to take this. I got to hit pause here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, I'm back. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. I got some fucking... Ah, uh, you know, I had a relative pass away, so I got to go to the fucking 
Funeral sucks. Sucks. I moved up and everybody moves up, you know? Somebody in your family, you know, passes away. Everybody moves up a spot. Everybody's sad and then everybody moves up a spot. You know what I mean? Who's next? Who's next, right? Fucking brutal. Anyways, so let's get back to the scripted titty whores. All right? The scripted titty whoers. All right? And where, where did I leave you guys? Scripted titty whores. Gay Hitler youth guys with ponies. All dressed in tuxedos like they just gave a piano concerto, or however the fuck you say it. So I finally get all the way up to my room, and then I walk up, and of course my key doesn't fucking work. Or maybe I have a key from the wrong hotel because I'm always on the fucking road. I have no idea. So I got to go back downstairs, get back on an elevator that's actually empty, and I go downstairs. Doors open up. More Hitler youth, gay guys, more scripted titty whores, more fucking rugby scrums. And uh, I get my key, and I get back up there, and I was just like... Uh, it's a shit show. I'm not saying it's a bad hotel. You know what I mean? It's a fucking great hotel if those if that's what you're into. You know what I mean? Like, stay there during the week, I think, is fine if you're an old man like me. But on the fucking weekends, it is an absolute fucking shit show. Like, it was literally, it looked like a convention for reality shows. You know what I mean? Uh, stop writing script on your titties, you know, on VH1. Um, gay show pony, World War II punch, uh, piano concerto for the for the straight guy, whatever the fuck you want to call it, um, and uh, you know, dumb cunt rugby chicks, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But it was uh, it's a nightmare. I'm done. And you know what's funny it was during the day, I was already starting to get that feeling, like you know, I, I the second you know you get into the W and they have like that fucking. That, that option where you can have like that neon aquarium lighting around your fucking uh, bed, you know, because young people think that, that that like enhances their sexual experience. What they're really doing is they're trying to cover for the fact that they don't quite know what the fuck they're doing. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's part of the drug thing. I have no idea, but I remember that when I was young and I was going to hook up. It was all about, like, the lighting and having the right CD. It was all this extra shit that you needed to cover up for the fact that you didn't quite know what the fuck you were doing. At least that was for me. Whatever. I'm just a grumpy old man. Don't listen to me. So, anyways, I fucking... uh... So, the food sucks at the W, and it's fucking like a zillion dollars. So, I'm like, all right, I'm going to walk down the street, okay? And I'm going to fucking... Maybe find something. So I, I'm walking down the street. It's Saturday afternoon. And Honey, Alabama is going to play uh, the Georgia Bulldogs between the hedges, right? Georgia is favored because Alabama lost to Ole Miss the fucking week before. And Georgia is actually given two points. And in the back of my head, I was like, if there was ever a fucking gift, it would be Alabama getting points. But uh, fortunately, I don't have access to a fucking... Um, a sports book, so which is good because that saves me a bunch of money. Because anytime you're sitting there thinking like, "Oh my God, this is a fucking gift," you end up losing. So I walk down the street like two blocks, not even a block and a half, and I see this pub. I'm like, "All right, I'm going to go in there." Turns out it's this fucking insane cigar bar slash sports bar. I pop in there, right? There's this fucking guy sitting there, this southern dude with with the Georgia Bulldog logo on. And then there's like this old Jewish dude sitting there. And old Jewish dudes are the fucking best, man. They're the fucking best. Give you ridiculous, ridiculous fucking life advice at the most easygoing pace ever. Are you married? Are you in love? 
well, that's good, right? And they just they'll walk you all the way through fucking life. They're the best, right? So, anyways, um, so I'm sitting with that dude, and then there's the other guy, you know, and they both got cigars going and uh i'm thinking like well i'll fucking smoke one later tonight i'm not gonna smoke during the day but i'm gonna watch the fucking game so they put the game on the crowd's going nuts right fucking georgia bulldogs are jumping up and down alabama comes out they get right in their fucking face i'm getting amped up like i'm gonna play the game right and it's a cigar bar so it's a chill fucking vibe you can hear the game everything's great all of a sudden right it literally is the fucking game's gonna start this tabletop of five or six people walk in with this fucking smug jackass who just has a fucking opinion on everything that he thinks is so goddamn fascinating, which is kind of funny to hear me say, but at least I know I'm a moron. God knows I got an opinion on everything, but I know I'm a fucking moron. And I also know that when you go into a fucking cigar bar, it's an old man vibe. Okay? Inside old man voices, right? This fucking fat cunt. I swear to God. Remember that show, Jake and the Fat Man? He looked like the fat man. He sits down and proceeds to start speaking as loud as you could possibly fucking talk without yelling. And he keeps talking about these. He tells this fucking story like three times. About these cigarettes he got in London that for some reason are not legal in the United States. He, and he kept going like, it's London. But you cannot get them here. I've tried to order them, but they are not legal. Then he, it would always end it the same way. They are not legal. Then he'd go, why? I don't know. Told that story three times. He only told it twice, but I want to say it felt like fucking three. And uh, as he's fucking screaming, I finally look over at the old Jewish dude. I'm like, if you, it's like you, you believe this guy? And the old Jewish guy said something like, you know, I, I feel the same way. Like when you get on the plane and there's a baby crying next to you. And I laughed. I go, yeah, but this guy should know better. And then the guy goes, all right. He goes, and he fucking, he just got up and left. You know, because he, what he had on him, he had this beautiful fucking Cohiba. And he knew better. He's like, I'm not going to fucking sit here and smoke this unbelievable cigar with this fat fuck screaming across the goddamn room. Right? That'd be like if you had like a great glass of wine and the whole time you're drinking it, there was some guy yelling in your fucking ear. So he gets up and leaves and I sat there and watched the whole first quarter while simultaneously trying to think of a nice way to ask that guy politely to shut the fuck up. Could somebody please help me with this social moment? Because um, I was literally muttering over in the corner. Like I'd be like, and, and no matter how much I tried to be nice, like by the time I got to the end of the sentence, the rage would come in and I would drop the F-bomb. I'd be like, excuse me, sir, you know, I'm not trying to be a jerk here, but uh, you're sort of yelling and, you know, you're in a fucking cigar bar, you dumb cunt. No, you can't do that. Can't do that. Back it up. Um, sir, I'm not trying to inhibit you from having a good time, but for some fucking reason, you don't give a shit that you're doing that to me, you fat fuck, right? It, it, I mean... Just kept going like that, right? So I never ended up saying anything. And I finally, uh, I don't know. I, I left after the first quarter and I went back to the fucking W Hotel. And um, by the way, Jesus Christ, huh? Alabama coming back, answering the bell. Absolutely fucking kick the shit. Out. The only thing, the more they could have done was rip the hedges out of the fucking ground. 
And uh, God knows I was rooting for Georgia. I don't even I don't even hate Alabama. It's just you have to root against them. They're so fucking good. And uh, you know what? I forget the guy's name. Who's that number two, that running back that Alabama has? Jesus Christ, that guy's a fucking beast. I don't know the names. I know number seven on LSU is a monster. This guy, number two. Like, they're making these new kinds of fucking running backs. I don't get it. They're built like fullbacks, but they run as fast as running backs. And then they lower the shoulder, and they just absolutely destroy people. But um, unbelievable uh, college matchups this weekend but none of them turned out to be the games like the the back and forth that you thought they were going to be huh fucking alabama kicks the shit out of georgia and then florida who was also undefeated but was getting no respect was playing Ole miss in the swamp and everybody's thinking well Ole miss beat alabama right they're going to have their way with florida and florida absolutely kicked the fucking shit out of them I got to see that game, too. I watched the replay last night. And um, and then Notre Dame-Clemson. I was rooting for Notre Dame because I'm going to the Notre Dame-USC game. And I was obviously hoping that Notre Dame would win so they'd be undefeated and the game would mean even more when they played USC. And as far as I can tell, they got handled because I haven't seen that game yet. Um, that game was going on while I was doing the uh, the Geraldo addiction benefit. And... Um, but one of the stagehands had the game going. I just know it was like 14 to three forever. They kind of went out early, but um, the only game that was really fucking close and exciting was probably a game nobody thought was going to be, which was uh, Ohio State versus Indiana, which I ended up turning on towards the ending because Alabama was just, Georgia just couldn't answer the fucking bell. Um, So I ended up putting that thing on and... um, what a fucking game that was. I love how OSU kept thinking they put Alabama to bed, you know, put them to sleep. Like they had that one touchdown pass and the guy does the old slit the fucking throat thing. Like that's it, nail in the coffin, which, you know, I felt it was too. And Indiana just kept coming back. I didn't know Indiana was that good. They were also undefeated. So uh, what I'm trying to say is that when I wasn't weaving in and out of scripted titty whores this fucking weekend, uh, I watched a lot of goddamn football. I'll talk NFL here in a minute. Let me uh, let me get back to the. Uh, I got to do a little bit of ad advertising here. Sorry, I have to hum my password. I forget it. Oh Jesus Christ! You got to put in fifty fucking goddamn things now. And of course, it's wrong. And of course, it's fucking wrong. You know, it's just my fucking podcast. Why the fuck? I mean, my laptop. Why the hell would I know how to do it? Come on, come on. Bam, there we go. All right. Let's get into the uh, the reads. Let's get into Bill Burr reading out loud. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. All right. Um, NFL football. Um, I actually took an early flight out so I could get back in time to watch the NFL football, which I was able to do. By the way, by the way, when I was on the plane, I watched a guy in dress socks. They weren't gold toes. They were whatever. I don't know if they were compression socks. I don't know what they were, but they were porno socks, dark colored socks. And I watched this guy walk into the, the bathroom on the airplane in socks, which in some weird way is actually as gross as fucking walking in with your bare feet you know what i mean because there's something about socks that they're like absorbent 
to take fucking urine and fecal matter and have them up against your feet for the rest of your fucking flight. I mean, what the fuck? What kind of a fucking animal? I just want to say to the guy, like, dude, do you realize you just walked into a public bathroom in your socks? Are you out of your fucking mind? At the very least, there's like 20 people's fucking urine in your socks up against your fucking skin. Animals. And then I'm also thinking, like, you know, maybe this guy is preparing for when the dollar collapses or whatever. And you just got to start eating squirrels and everything and, and maybe maybe your neighbor. And as I'm sitting there puking, you know, like Henry Hill, when they dig up fucking Billy Bats and I can't handle it, you know, and he's just sitting there. He's ready for you. He didn't give a fuck. He walked into a public bathroom in his fucking stocking feet. Absolute fucking animal. And I had this really nice male stewardess on there, but every time he went to talk to me, he put his hand on my shoulder. Take your hand off my shoulder, male stewardess, you're creeping me out. I can hear your voice, Stanley. I don't know why I think his name is Stanley. It's an old person name. Um, I need to make a human connection. Would you like some more peanuts? Um, so anyways, I landed in time. Um, I only missed the first half of the first game, and I went in and I, I watched the Giants versus the Bills. This makes no sense because I am a Patriots fan, but I fucking love the Giants. I love the Giants. They always got a great fucking defense. You see that maniac they got on defense? The guy's 5'10". 10. 10. This guy's 5'10". I'm so impressed my voice is cracking. The guy's 5'10", playing on the defensive line, plowed through two guys and got a fucking sack. The guy's a fucking animal. You're literally watching Rudy. And you know what's funny? Unlike the movie Rudy, where the dude playing him looked like an absolute pussy who shouldn't even be playing fucking volleyball, this guy looked like a fucking animal. It's like he was 5'10", but was built like he was fucking 6'4". Um, you know, they got Odell Beckham. You see that catch the guy made? It didn't even count. It was so fucking unbelievable. It still made the highlight reel. And um, I don't know. I was watching what Rex could do against a team like that plus you know rex in our division and uh, i know that we're gonna be playing the giants i don't know how the fuck we're ever gonna beat them we never beat them they beat us in exhibition they beat us in the playoffs they beat us in the regular season i, I don't think we've ever beat the giants during the tom coughlin eli manning um era i wonder when the last time we beat we beat them was i'm sure some fucking nerd will go out there and let me know or tell me that I'm wrong. Oh, actually, in fucking boo-boo. All right, any significant game. They always kick our fucking ass. So, um, But I, I always love defensive-minded teams. Um, so even though they beat us, I mean, what, am I going to get mad because they always beat us? That's on us, right? Figure out how to fucking beat them. So anyway, so uh, and I also love watching Rex lose. It's fun, you know? And uh, if I can watch him lose while he wears a pink hat and headsets, I mean, that's even better. So uh, I watched that. Uh, still, Buffalo looked pretty good, man. And I think their uh, their quarterback there, what is it, Travis Tritt, the black version of that name? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Trayvon Third Guild. I don't know what his fucking name is. Sedale Three. Um, he looked fucking great. He looked great, but he looked way better than when we were playing him when he was throwing it like ninety miles over everybody's head. Looked like he settled down and everything. So I got to watch the Bills lose. And then I watched the Packers uh, actually play a surprisingly tough game 
against the 49ers. I thought that they were going to crush them, but uh, as much as the score looked like it was uh, a one-sided affair, listen to me, using all the sports cliches, um, I thought 49ers played really tough. And, uh, and then I watched the fucking Saints game, uh, Cowboys game, and I had that game fucking recorded. What a goddamn game. Watched it all the way to the end. And the one time I don't add the extension, right as they're lining up to take the field goal, to tie it up, um, my fucking, uh, my, my recorder cut out. So then I had to go on TV and I was just sitting, all right, it's a 30 yard, you know, they hit the fucking thing. And it turns out they missed it. And evidently they missed it because some guy with a giant white belly, what I looked like a few months ago, lifted his shirt up and fucking distracted him. And, uh, but Saints still ended up winning the fucking game. But, um, I don't know. You know, I just realized I don't know anybody's name. I can sit there and I can watch the whole fucking game. I don't know anybody's game. Who's the Cowboys backup? He's one of those unfortunate guys who's a quarterback, you know, who does not look good when he's wearing a, when he was wearing a helmet. He's got those baby fat cheeks, you know, so it all mushes in together. He looks like Stan Humphreys. You know what I mean? That's just so unfortunate because, you know, if you're going to stand back there and have six foot four, six foot five inch guys who run four forties coming in to fucking lay you out, you can at least be getting a ridiculous amount of ass, right? You know what I mean? You can have, you know, you can have a cute little face like uh, old Tony Romo there. You know, as he's sitting there wearing the Tom Landry hat, he's got his arm in his sling. That's all women give a shit about in Dallas. Oh, I just want to rub his shoulder. What did he break? Um, was it his collarbone? White gold. Um, anyways, whatever that guy's name is, I thought when the Saints went ahead, I was like, ah, they don't have it in him. This guy's a game manager. They don't have it in him to come back and score. And lo and behold, they went right down the fucking field and they scored. And it was great to see Tony Romo really being happy for his backup, right? He knows. He knows he still has the job. He knows he's better. He knows he looks better in a fucking helmet. He's going to sell more merch, right? I don't think I would look any worse in a football helmet on a close-up on HDTV than that poor son of a bitch that's playing for the Cowboys. But God damn it, he got the job done. Drove him right down the fucking field. Right? Threw it to that tight end that's been there forever. J.J. Witten, J.J. Stokes, whatever the fuck his name is. I don't know anybody's name anymore. I don't play fantasy football. All right? I'm a man. I'm over 40. <laughs> I'm actually thinking about starting to play fantasy football just so I can fucking learn the, the players' names again. I actually am embarrassed to say that I went on the, uh, on the Internet to see, you know, look at some of the stats of like the top receivers and I didn't know anybody's name. I didn't know anybody's name as far as running backs went. I know Marshawn Lynch. I know Ray Rice. And I think that's it. I don't know anybody else. I I kept hearing names from the SEC going, didn't that guy play for Arkansas? Didn't that guy win the Heisman Trophy? Darren McFadden, didn't he win the Heisman Trophy in 2009? I think he was on the Saints and then the fucking uh, the guy from Arkansas was on uh, the Cowboys. I, I don't I don't know fucking anything anymore. I don't know what happened to me. I don't know what happened to my fucking life here. I used to know all of this. You know, why I used to collect football cards. That's what it, that's what it was. That's what it was. Um, anyways, but it was a great whole fucking uh, a great uh, weekend of watching football. And then as always, I tell you what I do is I taped uh a one o'clock game, and I taped 
an extra one o'clock and an extra four o'clock game. And I also still have the, the Notre Dame game to watch. So tonight is Monday night football. I can watch that. Tuesday night, I can watch the one, one o'clock game. I don't give a fuck that I know what happens. It's still fun to watch. Wednesday, <clears throat> Wednesday, I can watch the four o'clock game. Thursday, you got Thursday football. Friday, I'll watch the Notre Dame game. And then Saturday, it starts all over again. There you go. And if you want the woman in your life or the man in your life, whatever your deal is, to feel underappreciated, you will record football games the way I do. Then you sit there the whole fucking week, watch like you're some coach, watching game tape. I got I to gotta learn the names, guys. I apologize. I apologize to anybody uh, who had a great fucking game. I should at least know your goddamn name, right? Drew Brees. I know Drew Brees. I know Aaron Rodgers. I can't even remember the name of the fucking quarterback from uh, Seattle. Or the cornerback. What the fuck's it? Richard Sherman. Colin Kaepernick. Who's the guy who's trying to be like the Waltons with 52 kids there for, for uh, San Diego? Philip Rivers. I know him. Andrew Luck. I guess quarterbacks, you know. Or I know. I don't fucking why the fuck I know there's some guy in Atlanta who's unbelievable. An unbelievable receiver. Odell Beckham, I know. Bill, why don't you learn the fucking names instead of torturing us? All right, all right, sorry. My my mistake. Oh, hey, listen, I gotta give a uh I gotta give a um a shout out here to uh when i when i was in dc now that i shit all over the w hotel which is a great hotel if you're in your 20s okay and you got scripted titties or you're a gay guy with a hitler youth fucking haircut and a little show pony you know what i mean or you're some fucking uh hottie with leather pants who's into rugby when you're drunk um i gotta give a shout out here uh one of the great things that i found when i was in dc this is for everybody out there, anybody who plays professionally or uh, just is like a drum nerd like me. I found a great place for 15 bucks an hour that you can go play drums at. Uh, it's called Seven Lessons Drums in, um, in Washington, D.C. I, I showed up there. Um, I played for two hours on Friday and two hours on Saturday. I could not have had a better time. I went to two different drum rooms. The drums were top-notch. They were tuned up. They sounded great. And, um, I mean, that's to me when I'm on the road, you know, and, uh, that's one of the greatest days of my life. If I can be on the road and I can just for two hours during the day, you know, to combat the fucking loneliness and all the bullshit that goes on when you're out there, just sitting there, you know, (laughs) sitting there on a Thursday when there's nothing on TV, dude, an ESPN at two o'clock in the fucking afternoon is one of the funniest things you're ever going to watch. Like, did you see that former Jet making fun of Tom Brady? It was hilarious. He gave it up. He said he's arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, but he's a nerd. What do you keep calling? He kept saying corny. The guy's corny. How many air high fives is this guy going to miss? Just trashing him. It was fucking hilarious. I would think if Tom Brady heard it, he would laugh. And then they went back to Skip Bayless, and you would have thought somebody spit on the fucking uh, World Trade Memorial. He's like, his comments were despicable i would guess that they're possibly born in jealousy as people know i am a huge fan of tom brady i don't i don't agree with those comments it's just like dude are you fucking serious right now 
And what it is, is it's two in the afternoon. They've already shown you the highlights. Nothing new has happened. And they just got to try and milk it for all it's worth. So there's nothing worth to do. Um, people, uh, you know, if you're a fan of this podcast, if you go to my website and you see the cities that I'm going to be in, if you guys know cool studio places where I could just sit down and chill out and fucking play drums for a couple hours, uh, by all means, let me know. If you run one, let me know. I'll give it a shout out on the podcast. It is, it, it's my favorite thing to do when I go on the road, if I can actually find a place like that. And I found a great one. I know there's a lot of comics out there that play drums. You know, you bring your iPhone, you plug it in, you pretend you're fucking John Bonham for two hours. How much fun is that? Uh, Seven Lessons Drums in uh, Washington, D.C. If you guys know some other places, give me the heads up because um, I got to be honest with you, it's frustrating, you know, to learn some shit and then go on the road for a week and you come back and you fucking, you know, one step forward, two steps back. It's a great fucking way. I feel like I got four hours better or at least maintained it. So uh, thank you to everybody over there. Seven lessons, drums. All right. Before I get into the questions, unfortunately, you guys got to listen to me read out loud again here. Uh, that is correct. I got my atomic holds uh, and um, I got a buddy coming in. Who's going to do everything the right way? Because uh, even though I have a stud finder and I got a drill, I do not trust myself to put as a stand-up comic to put this thing up correctly and not uh, do unbelievable damage to myself. You know, I don't be hanging by all my body weight, swinging from one hold to another. You know, as my pasty legs are out in front of me, and then that thing fucking gives way. You know, I'm at that fucking age where then I'll have that pain for the rest of my fucking life. I'll, I'll finally know what it's like to be sacked in the NFL, to fucking be horizontal four feet off the ground and land land on concrete. Right. feel like that's what AstroTurf feels like. All right. Let's get to the questions. Um, by the way, if you want to. Uh, you know what? I don't even have the email. What is the fucking email? God damn it. Bill at the MM that's where you send all your uh, emails to. Um, and if you guys know a better way to fucking learn the f- players' names nowadays other than playing that fantasy stuff, I guess I just have to keep going to the website. Um, all right. Boston. Hey, Bill. Me and my wife are headed to Boston for the first time. Any tips on the best places to eat? I hate when people do this to me because I moved away from there in 1995. So half the shit I'm going to tell you to go to is probably not even there anymore. Uh, how about things we shouldn't miss? I'm going to Fenway for sure, but after that, we are clueless. Any help would be appreciated. Thanks and loved uh, the podcast, except for the disparaging remarks about Sacramento. Ha fucking ha. Come on, dude. You know Sacramento. Sacramento's a weird place. You know what I mean? It's either totally shady or you feel like you're in a Donny Osmond fucking Christmas special. I'll be honest with you, I don't know much about Sacramento, to be totally honest with you, because every time I stayed there, I, I didn't have a car, and I was working the uh, the punchline there, and I stayed at the comedy condo across the street, and then they had a dirty McDonald's that I would go to. Um, so that's what it's based on, other than the fact one time I went to a, a Sacramento Kings game, and I went to the downtown area, and I felt like I was in Utah, in the whitest Mormon sense of the word. Um which doesn't mean it's bad. I mean, I'm white. I don't know. When it's so white that I'm uncomfortable, though, you know what I mean? I don't know. I probably don't know shit. I will tell you this. Have I been telling you that I've been watching The Ultimate Fighter with Conor McGregor? Conor McGregor. And, uh, and, um, ah, fuck. 
What an asshole. I was just going to give him props of how fucking funny he's been. Uriah Faber. Jesus Christ, I got to stop talking on cell phones. Dude, that guy has been fucking... I knew Conor McGregor was going to be funny. That's why I was tuning in to watch. But who knew how, how fucking funny Uriah was? Haven't I already talked about this? When McGregor was talking shit to him about what the fuck he would do to him, and then he just looks at him, he goes, he goes, Connor, do, do I strike you as a fearful man? <laughs> and he keeps making fun of Connor's big fucking head, which I don't even think he has a big head, but I think it's starting to fuck with him. Um, anyways, it's funny, man. It's, it's, it, you know, it's a great goddamn show. And it's fun watching two guys talking shit, knowing that neither one of them is full of shit, knowing that both of them know how to fight. You know what I mean? So many times when you sit there, you're watching guys talking shit, I'll fucking do this, I'll do this, hey, you don't want to fuck with me. It's usually people bluffing, like me. You know what I mean? Oh, my good friend Joe DeRosa. I'd never seen a guy who knew how to fight less, talk more shit in bars, but he just did it with supreme confidence. As he was backing up and the person would never take in that information, he'd always kind of psych him out. Joe's got this way of scrunching up his fucking eyebrows and making this face, even though he, he's he got glasses on, you know, and he looks like he works at a library. You, you can think, well, maybe this guy knows some shit. Maybe this guy's fucking crazy. So anyway, so it's great to watch them talking shit. Um, just professional fighters. Anyways, it's not even like they're not talking shit. They're not talking shit. They can do everything that they're saying. Um, anyways, speaking of that, what's the next uh, UFC thing? I got, I'm I'm, uh, I'm jonesing for one. I think I missed the last one because I was on the road. So, uh, all right, whatever. I'm babbling here. Let's get to the questions, all right? This guy's asking me, what's a good thing to do here in Boston? Uh, well, let's see. I used to love to go into Dominic's to get a slice of pizza. That does not exist anymore. Um, you know what's there now? A W Hotel. <laughs> I'll tell you what to see. Scripted titties. Go to uh, the W Hotel uh, right there on fucking Warrington Street, on the corner of Warrington Street. It used to be a parking lot. Do I even know anything anymore? Combat Zone is all fucking hotels. I just know touristy shit. Oh, my God, this is terrible. The Swan Boats. I don't know anything about my city anymore. I know that if you go to Fenway, they bought up like the surrounding block and you can't go down there. You know what, sir? You've stumped me. I'd say go to Harvard Square and go to the Tasty. Get yourself a burger. That doesn't exist anymore. Oh, my God. This is, see, this is what's so fucking sad, man. This is what's sad. This is why they say you can never go home again because you move away and you come back. Everybody moved away or fucking died and everything closed up and is now a fucking Arby's. Um, you know what, sir? You stumped me. I have no fucking idea. I have no idea. Definitely taking a sporting event. Um, fortunately with the internet, I'm sure you can get some ideas. And hey, dude, if you learn anything, if you go to someplace cool, why don't you, why don't you let me know? Here's a touristy place you can go to is the, uh, the, the Union Oyster House. That's like, you know, like fucking Paul Revere went in there and had a fucking Sam Adams back in the day. And by that, I mean he had a gay relationship with them because the beer did not exist. Um, that's a real touristy spot. I'm sure that's not, Everybody's rolling their eyes right now. Like, oh, my God. Dude, don't fucking send him there. Um, tell you what, I'll retweet places if people know some good places. Um, other than that, I just know go to the Kowloon. 
That's why I used to do stand-up. They got some good Chinese food. I got nothing. <laughs> Go to the New England Aquarium. Go look at the sad fish that want to be back in the ocean. Oh, I know, the North End. Go to the fucking North End. Go right down, what is it, Hanover Street? I don't even remember the name of the street. It begins with an H. Go down that fucking street and, uh, you know, find somebody who looks really Italian from the old neighborhood and be like, listen, I don't want to eat on this street. What's one a couple of blocks over that you go to? I swear to God I won't tell anybody. It'll be the best fucking Italian that you can get in uh, in Boston. At least I think so. Oh, God, that's sad. That really made me feel fucking old. Oh, here's another. Here's another one. Uh, Black Mass. Hey, Billy Bulger. Nice, nice fucking callback there. Not callback. Nice reference there. Billy Bulger, he was the politician. Did you see Black Mass? He said, I'm usually a pretty easy critic, but it was pretty rough. Nothing really happens. And what does happen has been refuted by everyone who knows the story. Well, you can say that about every fucking movie. I don't mean things like getting the color of his shirt right, but major events and motives. Really disappointing. Well, you know, you can kind of say that about uh, Goodfellas. The way, you know, me and Verzi were talking about that, how they made Henry Hill look like Ray Liotta. He's this great-looking movie star. And then when you see him, he was a little fucking worm. Um, so, you know, it is a movie. I haven't seen it. Um, um, I know some people liked it, some people didn't. But I, that, I'm still going to go see it because I love Johnny Depp. And also, I remember when No Country for Old Men came out, and everybody was like, oh, what was with the ending? The movie sucked. And it ended up being like my favorite one ever. So I did not see it. And um, I don't go to see movies to get a history lesson. And I don't think you should. I think you go there to be entertained. Um, I don't know. It looks fucking great to me. So I'm definitely going to go see it. I think that's one of those ones that everybody thought it was going to be a big shoot 'em up kind of thing. And they did it in a little bit of a different way. So they're like, what the fuck? And I'm calling it right now. When it fucking goes on Netflix, everyone's going to be like, you know what? I actually liked it. Verzi liked it. You know, so um, I can't tell you this, though. That is a scary guy that you did not want to fuck with. That's all I knew when I was living in Massachusetts. Unfortunately, I lived out in the safe suburbs and played street hockey in a cul-de-sac. So I didn't have any sort of Southie goodwill hunting upbringing whatsoever. Um, you know, we just drove around in shit cars with a case of beer on the weekends. Drove around trying to find other kids drive around and fucking with cases of beer you know that's that's what you did that was the excitement in my town um and you know what we knew enough to stay away from heroin it's fucking killing me now seeing all these kids on heroin after they get on the painkillers it's unfucking believable man it's unfucking believable that that has made a comeback and that you, you, ju- you don't make a comeback from that fucking drug dude that's one of those drugs that even when you get clean you know what I mean? Every day you st- you still want to fucking do it again. I mean, that's what a thing to do to yourself. I don't think that that's worth it, you know, to put it to the biggest understatement ever. Major fucking problem, though. It's a major. It's a fucking problem in Massachusetts, it's a problem in Vermont, Maine, all these places I'm going to that were like the kind of places you used to go to to get away from that shit. Um, it's out in the suburbs, man. It's a fucking epidemic. Anyways, all right. Wife thinks I'm nuts. Hey, Billy Da Vinci, my wife thinks I'm losing my mind. Well, join the club. A couple weeks back, I told her that I, at the ripe age of 49, want to learn how to paint. Dude, that's fucking great. That's fucking, dude, this is the thing, man. If you want to stay 
excited in life. And if you want to fend off depression, like this is a really depressing week for me, man. My uncle passed away and, uh, he's just the greatest guy ever. And, um, there's that thing that, you know, knowing I'm never going to see him again. And then that other thing, as far as like, like that level of my relatives, one of them passed away. Like he's the first one. And like, I'm the next wave and you just start doing the math in your head and how quick the last decade went by. And it's like, Oh my God, I'm going to fucking be that guy in like two months. You feel so what's, you can't stop the clock from ticking, but you know, nobody can stop you from enjoying yourself or having a good time unless you let them. So, um, you know, I think that's how I ended up, you know, I just, I don't know. I I am a big fucking believer in learning how to do shit. And that whole, hey, jack of all trades, master of none, go fuck yourself. I do stand up. All right. I do that thing. I'm never going to master it because the second I think that I've mastered it, I'm going to stop growing. And then the depression comes back. Like for me, when I'm standing still and I got time to think and contemplate, like however I'm wired, it just it puts me in a fucking funk. So I'm always chasing that next fucking carrot thing. Like I'm learning how to smoke meat, you know. I was going to try to uh, smoke some ribs this week, but I got to go to the funeral. I'm hoping, you know, I can maybe give that a shot this weekend. But, um, you know, playing drums. I learned how to fly a helicopter. Um, I got into old cars and stuff. You know, and I have like, you know, I don't have a tremendous amount of knowledge in any of that shit. But other than obviously I got my pilot's license. I had to know what the fuck I was. Eh, I kind of know how to do this. Um I'm doing, oh, by the way, I'm doing a flight this week where uh, I'm going to land at uh, El Monte um, and then I'm going to do a lap around the Rose Bowl, which is so fucking cool. I'm starting to, like, my big thing right now before I get instrument trained is I really want to get comfortable on the radio. And, uh, um, t- um, you know, I already did the advanced auto rotation class, so I know I can get that thing to the ground if the fucking engine cuts out. Um, which was the big thing for me. So now I'm past that fear that I know if something bad happens, I know I can get to the ground and I have fucking confidence in that. So now my next little hurdle is I got to get comfortable on the radio, you know, and know what to say and just get better at listening and looking for traffic and all that type of shit. And the only way to do it is to go fucking do it. So getting back to what you're talking about is you want to learn how to paint at the ripe age of 49. Like I just love, even the way you're writing that, I mean, I don't want to put words into your mouth, but the the tone underneath that is that you shouldn't be trying new things or learning new things at 49. You should be set in your ways. You should have your fucking routine. And for some people, that is comforting. But, uh, dude, fuck that. If you want to learn how to paint, I don't give a fuck if you're 89. It'll keep your mind active as opposed to sitting there rotting in between your ears. So anyways, he said, you know, I'm ripe old age of 49. And then I let her know that I want, want to paint. She immediately changed the subject to shed uh, that. Oh, she immediately changed the subject to, to the shed, okay, that needs cleaning out. I explained to her that one has nothing to do with the other. I can clean the shed and learn how to paint. I'm self-employed. I brought it up again, and she rolled her eyes. I love my wife, but this has me wondering... 
uh, what are the things that she shot down in the past that maybe I just accepted? Uh, you talk about you talked about that in your last special. Special. What's my move here? I don't want to pass over this. I'd rather address it and fix it. Uh, what's your next move? Uh, to go down to the art supply store and get yourself a fucking easel <laughs> and some paint, and I would learn how to paint. This is okay. This is the deal, dude. She has no fucking argument here. This is like literally you want to learn to do something that's going to make your life more enjoyable. Um, and that's what I would say. I would just say, listen, I want to learn something that's going to, uh, make my life more enjoyable and fill me with happiness and, uh, doesn't involve me, uh, fucking another woman. So what exactly is your problem? Lady, right? What is your problem? Um, if you want to address it, like, dude, you're going to destroy in this. Just sit down and just say, listen, uh, I need to talk to you about something. All right. All right. And immediately she's going to be off guard because she didn't because, you know, there's going to be a talk and you've had a time to fucking get your ideas in order. And just say, listen, um, the other day when I mentioned to you that I wanted to learn how to paint, you immediately said that the shed needed to be cleaned out. When I told you that I had enough time to do both, you rolled your eyes at me and uh, don't say it the way I just said you rolled your eyes see I get the anger you, got be, you rolled your eyes you go back you bring your head back so you're not getting in a grill so she can actually hear you and she won't be on the defensive just be like look you rolled your eyes at me and um, that hurt my feelings because if there was something that you ever wanted to do that was going to make you happy I would never come at you in a negative way I would encourage you to do it so I was just wondering what was behind that? And, uh, you know, just let her talk and talk your way through and just say, listen, like, for the rest of my life, I'm going to be trying new things because it makes my life enjoyable. And it would crush me that the woman that I love would somehow get in the way of that. All right? The shed's going to be cleaned out, and I'm going to learn how to paint. All right? And I don't want to paint a picture of you being a cunt to me. So why don't you lighten up there, sugar tits? See, right there. See what happens? Always in the end, I get mean. That's why I couldn't talk to that guy in the fucking uh, cigar bar. Um, all right. All right. Okay, Bill. Aren't you paranoid? Hey, Billy B., uh, aren't you a bit paranoid with all this tracking and surveillance? Uh, I think he's talking about the microchipping and all that shit. He said, I noticed that this is a typical American psyche. Oh, Jesus Christ. Here in Europe... We are a bit, well, a lot more relaxed about those things. Um, I don't know if people are doing this just to try to get me all fucking fucked up, but I noticed that about people from other countries. Like, they are so fucking arrogant with, like, they, they think they know, oh, the American psyche. Like, what do you know about the American psyche? You don't fucking live here. What, the shit you watch on the BBC? You fucking dope. Over in America, we're a little more relaxed. Really? Based on what? Based on what? Isn't that where the last two world wars started? Oh, what do you go way back to then? Look what happened when with fucking Russia pulled out all those the Bosnian Serbs, Russia. You're not more relaxed. You're not any more fucking relaxed. Fucking maniacs. You can't even go to a football game without beating the shit out of each other, getting all fucking hammered. You're not more relaxed. All right. I don't see that at all. I'm not saying we're better than you 
or what? Like, you know, and also you're not a bit more paranoid. I love how Scotland shot down Monsanto when they wanted to have their fucking genetically altered food come into their country. And they're like, you're not fucking doing that. I don't think you're more relaxed. I don't think Greece looks that fucking relaxed right now as they got in bed with the evil fucking bankers. And now I don't know what the fuck happened over there. Their whole fucking economy collapsed. I don't see many relaxed things over there. Yeah, nice and relaxed. You draw a cartoon and then somebody comes in and sprays the place with bullets. Oh, yeah, it's so fucking chill. God, it's so refined and relaxed over there. Fucking neo-Nazis. Can't even go to a fucking football game without being reminded of Hitler. Jesus fucking Christ. What, because you got a king and a queen riding around in a carriage? You think it's all fucking chill? Um, anyways. My question here is why? I see that you will reject anything that makes your life easier and more convenient. Um, Well, it all depends on how you uh, define convenient, which you spelt incorrectly. He goes, but it's collecting any data, whether it's purchasing habits, location, and such. I prefer to see personalized ads rather than random ads for moms. If I buy something all the time in a market, why not create club card? You will pay less. Oh, my God, what a dope. It doesn't matter that you will receive an email every once in a while, which will land in spam anyways. Dude, you're not paying less. Do you understand? You're not paying less. Do you know anything about corporations? They're never going to make less money. They're going to create this whole thing like, hey, join the club, man. And look, you'll get 40% off this shit that we can't fucking sell. That's what they give you a... a a discount on and then if they actually got some whatever their prime rib is that they're selling you all they do is jack up the price go hey it used to be this and now it's this so you you give the the perception that you're getting a lower price and i don't have i'm not paranoid dude i am informed believe it or not and i always call myself a fucking dope all right because i know that i am And I don't think that I know everything, but um, I do understand how corporations operate, okay? And they literally sit there and they go, dead babies or more money for us? And they actually debate going like, well, how much will the parents suing us for their dead babies cost us to settle out of court versus how much money, you know, to have these lead-infused fucking pacifiers, and if the pacifiers, I mean, using this obviously is a fuck. I know you're rolling your eyes because you fucking think you know everything, which you certainly do as you're shitting on my country, a country you don't even fucking live in. Um, they will choose the fucking, the product. Auto companies did that. You know, where, where they knew like fucking police, like with the Crown Victoria, when they knew cops were getting rear-ended. When they're on the road and we're burning to death, they fucking squelched all of that fucking information and they took the fucking lawsuit. All right. They're not on your side. They're not trying to make your life any easier. What they're trying to do is they're gain, they're, they're, they're invading your fucking privacy. Like, look, dude, I don't have a problem that you don't have a problem with somebody invading your privacy. Okay. But you should have to give consent to that. And what I don't like is I have not given my consent Okay, I didn't give my consent for you to put my fucking bank account information online. They just fucking did it. I don't want a bank online and they just put it up there anyways. Then I had to go down to the fucking bank and go through this whole fucking maze 
and they were very hostile before they would let me take my own banking information off of the fucking internet that they exposed my entire fucking adult life of working to getting hacked into they exposed all of that they made the choice and not me i think that that's fucked up and if you think like when you go through history how human beings have handled any level of power i'm talking about the average person just getting their own fucking sitcom what that does to their fucking psyche okay when you're trying to take over shit the thought of rebellion and all that is always in the back of your head. If you fucking microchip everybody and you know where everybody is, you can fucking just, and, and you put all the money is then on the microchip and all your shit is just on that. All you got to do is just shut somebody's chip off and you've killed any sort of rebuttal to anything that you're doing. That's it. In the future, when you go to a protest, they'll just fucking, they'll just have, they'll have some sort of satellite. Everybody's chip number will show up and they'll just shut it off and they'll starve you for fucking 10 days. So you learn the fucking lesson. They won't kill you because if they kill you, that'll, that'll cause more people to get upset. They'll just sort of kick you back. And the people are like, yeah, you know what? I'd love to go to a fucking protest. You know, right now it's like, I'd love to go to a protest, but the cops are going to beat the shit out of me, which is so fucking ridiculous. You can't go to a protest. There is no protest. You go to a protest and the cops beat the shit out of you. That's basically what happens. And then they always try to act like, oh, well, these guys got out of line. Give me a fucking break. They've been doing that since the fucking beginning. Um, so I don't think I'm paranoid, sir. If you want all of your fucking information and all that out there to make your life more convenient and you don't have to think, you have to think less. Like, I don't, I don't think that's good. I don't think that having like that fucking app on my phone, this is my own personal thing. And I'm not going to shit on your fucking country. I only shit on you after you shit on my country. All right. Okay. I don't think there's anything wrong with your continent or your country. And I don't think there's anything fucking wrong with the fact that you don't give a shit about this. If you think it makes your life easy, that's fine. All right? But, I mean, I, I'm not... I, I don't want to be microchipped, dude. I don't. I also find that on my phone, the, the little GPS thing that fucking tells... Make a left and blah, 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 blah. I've never had more fucking problems getting to... When I had the map and I had to use my brain, I was made way more effective. Way more effective. I start fucking looking at the picture. They'll go make a right. And then there's like a lazy right and a right. And I'm looking at it and I can't, you know, as I'm fucking driving, it makes me more dangerous a driver. I, I, don't, I don't know. I like using my fucking brain. I'll figure out my own shit. Um, and I don't think that this stuff makes my life easier because it's constantly has to be updated and replaced. And then you replace it and then you throw it in the fucking ocean and you're polluting the environment that you're in. You know, and I know a guy like you is probably rolling your fucking eyes right now because all you give a fuck about is your little flat or whatever the fuck you live and having them. Oh, yeah, I like soft T-shirts. Oh, thank you for that ad right there that I can click on. Like, if that's how you want to live your life, God bless you. But uh, I don't think I'm being paranoid at all. You know what I mean? Anyways, you said I'd love to see in Poland. Maybe the next time you are in Europe, uh, I would love to go to Poland. I actually heard that uh, up along the coast is beautiful and actually the south of Poland is great places to take vacation. Who fucking knew? I didn't know that till I went over there. So my apologies to any other part of Europe. I just, I'm just so sick of people like uh, not seeing how fucked up their places and just constantly, uh, you know. I remember one time I was flying across the country and there was this chick from Australia. We're literally in the United States flying from one U.S. city to another and she's shitting 
on the U.S., to me, a U.S. citizen. Now, I'm not saying we don't have our faults. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I don't know what the fuck we're doing. We won a world war in four and a half years. We spent 15 fucking years, 14 years over in fucking Iraq. I don't know what we're doing. Trying to put up Starbucks? Um, anyways, I'm not saying we don't have our fucking faults, but I mean, just this is just a common level of decency. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, to sit there and go to another country and shit on the country to somebody from that country and then say what country you're from, I don't know. I, there's, there's a fucking level of ignorance there that uh, I just feel like Americans are always getting accused of and uh, everybody else is patting themselves on the back about how fucking amazing their country is because it's not the U.S. And I'm just saying, you know, you guys got your fucking warts too, all right? So fucking relax. I like going to your countries. I like meeting the people over there. And I know I tease you. I make fun of your sports and blah, 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 blah. I know I compared Sydney, Australia to Sacramento, California. But, you know, I'm being, you know, just busting your fucking balls. Maybe I'm being overly sensitive. Maybe I'm the cut in this. I have no idea. All I know is uh, I got to get on with my fucking day here because uh, obviously uh, I got the bullshit I have to deal with. You know, fucking annoyed the shit out of me. I got to say this really fucking quickly because I don't think it's going to get a laugh in the comedy club. Because when I was watching CNN and that fucking horrific shooting at the school happened, and this fucking lady, all right, she looks like Mary Lou Redden, is flipping out because she can't get the, 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 the right number of dead people at the school. It's like, isn't it enough that it's a fucking tragedy? What are you flipping out? Like, the sheriff won't say if it's fucking nine people or ten people. It's like, lady, fucking relax. The tragedy happened. The tragedy is going to exist tomorrow. All right? Maybe law enforcement is trying to figure out who fucking did it, why, and all of that shit. Stop acting like you're solving the fucking case. You're freaking out because you want to get the right amount of dead people so you have the accurate shit so people will go to you when there's a fucking tragedy so you can sell, get, make more money when you sell your fucking Fruit Loops, you fucking... You cunt. Oh, it fucking annoyed me. She's sitting there screaming and yelling. She's like, sweetheart, just go to bed. All right? Just go to bed. I don't need to see... And I, and I don't understand people who sit there and they watch that shit. And then they show the pictures of, of the, uh, the relatives and the friends crying, hugging, and all that. I, every time I saw it, I would turn the fucking channel. I don't want to see what the guy looked like who did it. I don't want to know his fucking name. Fuck that piece of shit. I don't know if he's alive or dead. If, you know, if he's alive, uh, they should kill him. They should be oh, this is the guy. This is the guy who did it. Without a doubt, we know this. Okay. And you just take him right out in the fucking street, two behind the ear. That's it. Over. I think they should do that with all sex offenders, all pedophiles, all of that. You can't cure those people. Just take them right out, two behind the fucking ear, right? Drag them off, throw them in a pit, bulldoze over them, and then, uh, I don't know, fucking turn the music on. <laughs> all right, that's the podcast for this week, everybody. Well, it got a little sideways there at the end. Got a little side. I look. Obviously, I'm a little fucking paranoid. I'll give you that, but I think it's a healthy fucking paranoia. You know what I mean? You know when you're watching cigarette companies going like, I don't think cigarettes are. Uh, I don't think they're addictive at all. Ignoring all of their fucking information, right? Government spraying Agent Orange over its own fucking troops, ignoring it, denying it, right? What's the latest one? Oh, that fracking. That fucking absolutely destroys the drinking water. And then those corporation guys sit there going like, I would drink that drinking water. Well, here's some. Would you like to drink it? No. 
I don't think I'm fucking paranoid. I don't want those types of people to go around having more information on the public because they're absolute fucking psychopaths. Dude, the head of Nestle doesn't think water is a basic human right. He wants to he wants to own the rain. These people are out of their fucking minds. And the president only makes four hundred grand a fucking year and needs that guy's money. So they're not going to talk about those guys. Oh, but God forbid. God forbid you make fun of... What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Anything Better podcast, NFL edition, going into week number five. Uh, before we get started, we want to shout out our great sponsor, BetMGM, guys. Use the BetMGM app. Uh, use our code BIRD200. Put in as little as uh, a $10 deposit in, and they will give you $200 in wages, regardless of the outcome of your bet. It's a great deal. All you have to do is go to BetMGM app, download the app, use our code BIRD200, and uh, that's it. Put $10 in and bet responsibly. They also have a survivor pool where you could go in and you pick a team to win. And as long as that team wins, not even against the spread, just wins that week, you continue to uh, to move on and you get prizes at the end. Um, it's a good week for Bill. Bad week for me. I went down. I went back down. I went back down to four under. I'm six and ten because I went uh, one and three. But I'll tell you, I just had bad picks. Other than Jacksonville, nothing was close. All the teams I picked were wrong. The Saints are not who I thought they were. Bill, you had a great week, dude. Yeah, the, the, uh, you know, Bill's Dolphins kind of played out the way I thought it was going to. Uh, I can't remember who I took. All I remember was the fucking Steelers didn't show up, did they? Oh, my God. they got. I guess the some... Texans have a good defense. It's no secret anymore, Paul. And I'll be yelling a little bit because I can't fucking hear anything. You know why, Paul? Because the latest download makes you have to buy the new fucking phone. And the uh, government doesn't do anything about it. The fact that this company is sabotaging their own fucking product, forcing me to fucking buy another one. Fuck Steve Jobs. No, you know what? Not even fuck Steve Jobs. Fuck these pussy fucking politicians. All they care about is their money so they can go buy some more fucking loafers. Fucking stuffed shirt cunts. Um, Sorry, dude. I'm on the road until fucking Monday with this. Not now. All of a sudden, you know, dude. I had the IROC C with the T tops, Paul. I took care of her. I polished her. You know, I got a nice case and a nice fucking screen. I don't throw a thing around. And I was. It's just. It's like cars in the '80s when they made them. They were designed to fucking break up at sixty thousand. So what? Frustrating. But I did go three and one, Paul. I'm nine and seven, Paul. After four fucking weeks, I got my head above the water. Like Leo, right before you went under, because that fucking bitch wouldn't share the mattress. Hey, you know what? You got a six-game lead on me, and you got a two-game lead on the book. You are doing Well, I'm not competing against you. I'd help you move a fucking body. I'm trying to beat the book with you. But you, historically, you start slow like Eli. (laughs) You start slow, and you start coming on mid-October. Well, I got to give you credit for something, man. Everything you said about that Bills Dolphins game, uh, especially with the, you know, I got it. You said it exactly what was going to happen. Uh, I looked at it like the Dolphins. Like I said, I had to see the hand because I couldn't believe the Dolphins would fly like that and then go in there and be dogs, let alone lose the way they did. I heard uh, Jake the Snake. I ran into Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake, shout out to Jake, by the way, coming to my show at the improv. Jake, you saw a good one. Uh, but Ace Ross said, be anything better. Yeah, uh, the ace, but he said he was like, I didn't even realize the Dolphins didn't score in the second half of that game, man. 
Paul, it's an entertainment league. You can't have the Dolphins going out four games to none, okay? They had, took them a minute to rewrite the script. It was going to be Jets and Bills. And unfortunately, you know, their QB goes down, Aaron Rodgers. So now they got they got to switch it around. So, dude, I got to be honest. When you start gambling, you think it's fixed. Why the fuck Patrick Mahomes runs out of bounds there? Because I guess because the prevent defense, they would let him go the whole fucking field in 18 seconds. I mean, it was the smart football move. Because then they could run out the clock. But meanwhile, they would have covered. And Vegas would have lost their ass. Yeah, well. Are you telling me, Paul, these mathletes with their algorithms and their computers figured out the dew point of that fucking game and that fucking he was going to run out of bounds there? It all sticks, Paul. It sticks to high heaven. I think Taylor Swift is behind it all. (laughs) Um. Dude, well, I was she's going to be a distraction. Yeah, she is. She's not she scoring the is. whole time. She, she already is. She already is. She, is she a distraction? So Maybe the dummy. referees. Not to dumb people, I mean. Oh, I mean like to dummies like who just care about that. Give a fuck if she's in the box, dude. I got I to fucking spread the cover. Seeing her jumping around with fucking cheese sticks or whatever she was eating. She's eating dead. They're you talking know what's about funny it. about that shit, Paul? That reminds me of the Toronto Raptors when they had the super fan, right? The guy with the with, with the turban or whatever. That guy went to every single home and away game, home and away game when they sucked. And they did all of these things. And the guy was a great guy, a positive guy. Yeah. You just loved him when you saw the interview. Then all of a sudden the Raptors get good and Drake starts coming around. You used to call me on your cell phone. You used to, you used to. And then they, then they never showed the guy again. They never fucking showed him again. They went into the fucking finals, and you get to see this guy, the true super fan. They didn't show him once. They showed Drake more than they showed the fucking head coach of their own goddamn team, right? That's what Taylor Swift is going to do to Patrick Mahomes' wife, and she's going to get upset. She's going to be like, oh, Patrick. No, they're already friends. Jumbotron as much. They're already, yeah, yeah, but they're already friends. She she's she's already getting her in, so she could be part of it. She knows. Ah, women are they always start off as friends, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> it goes off the rails. The next thing you know, you lose a golfing buddy. <laughs> Dude, I was uh I did I did Kay Adams. I did uh I did Kay Adams yesterday. I went in studio and I did the Kay Adams show. And she's like, Paul, we want to talk to you about that. You know the way the producer comes in before you go on? Yeah. And Bill, I wish you, I wish you saw her face. The producer goes on and they go, all right, we want you to obviously, Paul, we know how big of a Giants fan you are. We want it, We want you to talk about Daniel Jones, the offensive line of the Giants. Then they go, we want you to talk about Bill Belichick. And, um, oh, dude, you're going to love this. Bill Belichick got broke up with his girlfriend before the season. Does that have anything to do with it? Like, So then they go like this. I'm in studio and I'm sitting there and I'm on TV and I'm with Gronk. I'm with Gronk. Gronk is the get. Me and Gronk goes, hey, what's up, Paul? I'm like, what's up, dude? Love you, blah, Right? Wow. So we're sitting there. And Kay Adams just goes, Kay Adams goes, Paul, so, you know, this whole thing, Bill Belichick and his girlfriend, but we're finding out his girlfriend and him broke up. You think that has anything to do to do with it? And I just go like this. I go, I go, Kay, I go, it's a tale as old as time. I mean, nobody takes down an empire like a woman. Dude, her fucking face. They just went like this in the producers and fucking Gronk was like this. And then I, you know, then it got so tense in there that I go, look, I'm kidding. I'm fighting with my wife. And Gronk's like, dude, I'm not touching this one. <laughs> Gronk goes, I'm not touching this one. Dude, I got a message from the producer going, dude, we were dying. We were dying. Because I was just being silly. Yeah. But um, but 
Daniel Jones, they go, do you want to say anything to Daniel Jones? He's going to be here tomorrow. We'll play your question for him. And I go, Daniel, Daniel, listen to me. How pissed were you when he threw the tablet? How bad did you want to fucking shove it in? I just got really hot. And she's like, Paul, unfortunately, we can't really give him that question. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But the Giants are breaking my heart. The offensive line is horrible, and uh, they're breaking my heart, Bill. But what are you going to do? I'm a Pats fan. I'm right with you. That was another game I saw. I I thought the Pats would hang with the Cowboys for a half, and then what happened – was going to happen, but instead, I don't think we even lasted half of the first quarter. We we went up three to nothing. Reminded me of Super Bowl twenty before the Bears destroyed us. And um, you know, dude, like if you want to argue Mac Jones isn't the guy, I'd be all right. Maybe that's it, but he's not the problem. The guy's got no targets and he's running for his life. They brought a zappy kid. Now he's running for his life. It's like we just got to figure something out, which they will. Because it's Bill Belichick. They just, they haven't figured it out yet. So let's get to the picks here, Paul, because I just recorded my fucking podcast. And it Which, was who has, Thursday morning, too who, fucking quiet, so I got to do it again. Who has um, who has a first pick? I think I do. Yep, go ahead. All right, I'm going to take the New England Patriots playing the Saints. You know, we're coming off a loss. I think the Pats, despite uh, our protection issues, is uh, Peyton Manning you know, used to always say, I say I think that we bounce back. Um, we're at home, and I think the Pats are getting one. Andrew, yes, getting one or, or laying one. I don't give a fuck. What is it? They're getting one. They're getting one. They're getting one. Yeah, I'm taking the Pats getting one. Um, I know it's a bit of a shit show with with between Jones and Zappy right now, and uh, I'm not paying attention to that crap. You know, Bill Belichick wins fucking games, even with teams like this, and I think the Saints. The Saints aren't marching in, Paul. I think they're pointing in the wrong direction. I'm not saying they won't figure some shit out, but they're not going to figure it out this week. I got the Pats getting one at home. That's that's a W for you. Um, all right. I'm going I'm going to do something. I don't know if I've ever picked this team since we've been doing this show for two years. I don't know if I ever picked this team, but they look good, and I'm going to take and – and I don't believe in the team they're playing. I'm going to take the, the Houston Texans on the road getting one and a half. I just, and it's the, it's the Falcons. Playing? It's the Falcons, right? Yeah, Falcons scare me. Like, they came out of the blocks or like looking great, and now they look like the Falcons. But the usual Falcons, I, I don't know. I, I kind of like – if I had to bet that game, I don't know. I kind of uh, – I was like, is Atlanta going to turn it around? That's a ballsy pick, though. I do like their de- uh, Texans defense, so I, I think that's a uh, – Pauly, Pauly, you're wading into the weeds on that one. You know, Right out that, of the gate, too, your top pick. And I think I think that the Texans like the little taste they got last week, beating up the Steelers like that. And I, I, I've seen enough from the Falcons to know the Falcons could put up 17 points and then just dip and lose at the end. I'm going to take the, the Texans to pull that one off. So I got them uh, plus I like one it. and a half. I like it. All right. I'm 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 going with the lady that's been fucking uh, that brought me to the dance there. I'm going with the Ravens minus four playing the Steelers in uh, in Pittsburgh. Um, look, I think the Steelers are going to bounce back and play better, but I just feel like the Ravens have the coach. They have the personnel. And they're just in a way better spot right now. I, you know, I wish it was fucking three and not four, but I just really believe in that team there. I, I think they are, um, you know, if they stay healthy, they're definitely locked in to make a nice playoff run. 
I got the Ravens laying four in Pittsburgh, Paul. One of my favorite cities in the country. Me too. Okay. Like that pick. Look, here's what I think about this team. The Cincinnati Bengals, dude, this is it. This is their season. They're one and three. They're either going to right the ship and go two and three, or they are dead. And I don't know if Burrow and them could accept that. I think minus three. I took them last time they were minus three when I sat with you, Bill, and watched that defensive line, and they won that game. They know they got to win this game. It's only a field goal. I'm going to take the bang. I'm going to take Cincinnati. That's funny because I like the Cardinals. I just feel oh. Kyler Murray is going to be fucking running. He's like Barry Sanders playing uh, QB, but I'm, I'm going to stay away from that one. And I got two other games here that I'm looking at, Paul. I don't know where to go. For some reason, I feel like the Chiefs are going to break out against the Vikings. But I hate that number four because the Vikings are good and they're also at home. Then I got the Jets getting two and a half against the fucking Broncos. Dude, how fucking nuts is that stupid story? Have you seen that story? Which? I'm not going to say who, but everybody knows. There's, there's a QB... This room is going around that he banged his mom's friend, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And here's what I love about that story is it's people giving him shit for doing it and then also people giving him props for doing it. But no one's looking at that woman going, wait, when did you first meet him? <laughs> like you banged him when he was 24. That was your mom's friend, you fucking pervert. You know, hey, good on him. I'm just saying. It's just funny how, you know, the river runs, runs one way, Paul. Nobody questioned her or her fucking motives. Um, you know what, Paul? I think I'm going to stay away from both of those. And just to keep this podcast interesting, I'm going to go head-to-head with you. I'm going to take the Cardinals. Laying, uh, uh, getting three. I think that they've been playing above their fucking pay grade the whole year. I don't think they're getting any goddamn respect. And um, I don't think that uh, Joe Burrow is getting enough rest to make that calf injury um, ah, hate fucking betting against him. God damn it. Um, no, you know what? That feels like a fucking loss. Sorry about that. And I don't like Jets Broncos. Fuck this. I'm taking the Chiefs minus four. I'm sticking with that. I feel like they have a breakout game, right? Okay. That's your, so your third pick is the Chiefs? Your second pick? Wait a second. So I got it. I got a dog and three favorites. I like a balanced attack, Paul. Um. Yeah, I three games I saw. Then the other ones are just up in the air here. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go with the Jets. Fuck it. Plus two and a half. I'm gonna take. Oh, Paul didn't like that one. <laughs> I'm gonna take the Jets plus two and a half against the Broncos. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Yes, it, it does. doesn't make any sense to me that that you know Russell is having this. I just don't like how the fuck do you it's like he just it's like though that you know when you're walking out in the surf and all of a sudden it goes from like fucking five feet to 500 feet like how, how did that happen Russell Wilson I just don't understand it anyways all right Jets plus two and a half Paul Verzi doesn't like it but you don't like the Jets either Paul no I wanted that game that was my next pick that's the fucking lock Paul, you know I do anything for you but I can't do that. Glasses are on, Paul. The picks are in. Well, no. Wait a minute. I'm only on my third. Yeah, Bill, that's only oh, it's not about you. When I put the glasses in, it means I'm fucking done. No, no. You have one more. Yeah, you still got one um, more. No, I don't. Yeah, well, you changed from the Chiefs 
to the Cardinals. Oh, I thought yeah. that that was my fourth pick. I'm sorry. All right, with my third pick, I am going to take – I was at SoFi last week for the Chargers and the Raiders. And the Chargers started handing it to the Raiders. And with a backup quarterback, the Raiders started to play, play good, play decent, keep it to seven. I think Garoppolo's coming back. I believe the Raiders are home. It's a one-point line. The Raiders are getting one at home, which is basically a pick em. Uh, I think Jimmy G comes back, and I think the Raiders have a nice nice win. I think they end up you know, trying to write it a little bit at two and three. I, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Raiders plus one. All right. Now that the drama of me putting my sunglasses on my stupid little bit there is over, I like the Eagles in SoFi. I think they had a tough game last week. They're gonna have a tough practice this week. As much as I respect the Rams and their coach, um, Eagles laying four and a half. I'm going with them. I just I believe in them this year. Now, Paul, now he puts the sunglasses on. Dude, if I go 0-4, I'm going to be – I mean, I'm like the Giants season if I don't pull this one. I'm like the Does Giants. Does Paul Verzi have a question of confidence right now? This isn't the Paul Verzi we're used to. Paul Verzi we're used to walks around. He's got his fur coat on with no shirt on underneath. This new Paul with his windbreaker questioning everything he's doing. I'm not used to this. He's, he's got a little money in his – I used to have a little money walking around money. Yeah, look at me. I'm fucking sitting here like the season's over. I'm putting my sunglasses on. Paul, I'm, I'm going a little fucking uh, WWE this year. Well, for my fourth and final pick, I am going to take the San Francisco 49ers minus three and a half against the Cowboys at home. Uh, Game of the week, dude. I think the 49ers are just too much. I think their defensive line is too much. I think their offense with Debo. What do you think their biggest biggest weakness on the 49ers is? Their quarterback. Right. Now, what do you think about their head coach versus the Cowboys? Uh I I I mean that's a tough one, but I think I like that's the sort 49ers. Of a push, right? I think I like the 49ers coach a little better offensively than I like McCarthy. Um, you know, I listen, I wouldn't touch three and a half if they were in Dallas. I think the crowd's going to be going nuts. I think the defense is going to get to Dak and maybe make Dak make a mistake. I would really love the game if it was three. I don't love the the, the half a point. You know what I think the key to that game is, Paul? What's that? 49ers got to be playing with the lead. The 49ers are playing with the lead. That kid Purdy can manage the game. But if he has to play catch up, that Dallas D is going to get a pick. I stayed away from that. That game made me nervous because I don't know which way it's going to go. If Zach gets him up, you know, seven nothing or ten to three, and that kid has to play catch up. Not saying he can't do it. I just haven't seen that yet. But he has the weapons if he's up to manage that game and get the victory. But <clears throat> that's the fucking game of the week, though, right there. You gotta, you gotta say that. This is the thing about me. I like to go in the deep water. Okay, I like to jump in the deep. It's a scary you're not game. Afraid, Paul. You're not a guy that you don't live your life by fear. Listen, it's a scary game. That's like I said, I don't like the half a point, but. I'm taking the better team. And I think it's the better team on offense and defense. And I think it's the better coach. Um, I think so. the 49ers are a better team right now because they're healthy. I will tell you, though, when they meet again in January, if the Cowboys are healthy on defense, um, 
They almost want to lose this game. I don't see I don't see either team beating the other one twice. You know who said that? What you just said, Gronkowski said that yesterday. He goes, I don't see the 49ers losing. He goes, but I'm not saying it's going to be like that the whole year. He said what you just said. Hey, Paul, you know, there's a reason why I got my sunglasses on. Hey, you're walking There's a reason I'm 9-7, Paul, against the fucking book after four weeks. It just says, you know what, Paul? I slept with my picks last week. I slept comfortably. I didn't sleep with them. All right, let's do Okay, Paul, here it is. We came so fucking close last week. God damn it. It was some injury or something that killed us. Uh, all right, everybody, let the Monday night special win some money for you. For God's sake, let the Monday night special win some motherfucking money for you. No, what happened was that fucking cunt on uh, the goddamn Giants didn't score a touchdown. Gino went down, threw a fucking touchdown to uh, uh, Metcalf. Uh, Metcalf. Dude, you see that guy's fucking body? Motherfucker eats Skittles and Kit Kats and shit. He looks like he's made out of iron. Yeah, but he's going to fucking, when he's going to blow out like Bernard King when he's done, dude. Paul, I always ate fucking candy and shit. I never look like that. <laughs> Is he putting whey powder on his Snickers bars? Uh, all right. Well, I love, I don't trust the Falcons. I love, this is my thing. You do it. I mean, hey, I love Jimmy G to Devontae Adams for a touchdown. Both of them throw one, catch one. Wait, who's playing Monday night? Oh, no, it's not the Raiders, is it? It is oh, the Raiders. No. Yeah, Packers Raiders. I'm sorry. Packers Raiders. Oh, you started saying Atlanta. Oh, it I was like, what's going on here? I'm sorry, not, not Atlanta. Packers yeah, Raiders in, in Vegas. Means Packer fans, like a fucking Packers home game. Um, Devontae Adams, though, man, the guy's just, well, I saw him up close and personal. The guy's really good, and Jimmy G loves him as a target. So him him a touchdown could him to him for a touchdown. Jimmy G to throw one and Devontae Adams to catch one is like Jimmy what G's they do. Jimmy G's got to stop throwing those late in the game interceptions, dude. Yeah. But I think in the first half he gets one for him. I like that. All right, so what do you want the third part to be? My thing, I don't know shit about the Packers. I know they got some new kid love or something, a quarterback, right? And he seems to be Not doing bad. okay. Win some, you lose some, Paul. Hey, the ups and yeah. downs, the ebbs and flows. Um, yeah. What's the spread? Raiders are getting one, so it's basically a pick em. And what's the over-under? It's actually, right now, it's not listed. It looks like they might be uh, updating the lines. Um, we're, we're, gonna, we're still going right. to play it at the plus uh, one, but I don't see an over-under. You know what's funny? Last week, Paul, when we took the under, I go, yeah, both those teams kind of have good defenses. And these fucking assholes on the page is like, actually, uh, they don't have good defenses. And you could see that if you weren't wearing those gay glasses. Well, you know what? I think I saw it, you cunts. It fucking came in. The under came in. The under did come in. It did. Came in easily. With ease, uh -huh. Paul. I'm seeing 44 and a half for the under, over under. So that's like an estimate. I mean, we'll see yeah. what well, that MGM actually says. Week. I don't know why. I just feel like they're going to be flying around out there. Let's do it. I yeah, like it's the an entertainment league, Paul. Like, you know, Thursday game was a little fucking boring, so I think they hey, we got to light it up a little bit. Yeah, a little hey, meeting. Frosty's going to put the call in. Yeah, yeah, a little a little meeting with the officials. Keep the laundry in the pocket on this one. Yeah, let them air it out. Let them air it out. It's good. It's good all right, so all right, so then the Monday night special will be Jimmy G to throw one, Devontae Adams to catch one, and over 44 and a half. So if there's 44. I love that. 
I love it. I love that, Paul. I mean, who are we? Not as much as I love you, but I, I do love that, Paul. <laughs> Paul, you're my original Monday night special. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, that's it. That's it, guys. That thank, is it. Thank you guys so much. Go to the BetMGM app, put in $10, use bonus code BIRD200. You'll get it up to $200 in bets, regardless of the outcome of your bet. Go to the suicide, uh, not to, I keep saying the suicide pool, because that's what we said when we were kids. The survivor pool, pick a team. If they win, you eliminate that team and you keep going and there'll be prizes at the end. Bet responsibly. Enjoy this week football and um, we will see you next week.